This is Charlie's Kitchen. I'm on a trek to become a better home chef, and I'm here to share my experiences with you. I'm testing out cookbooks and learning new things, and each week I'll share with you what's on my menu. From wild successes to disastrous failures, you'll hear it all. So get ready and welcome to Charlie's Kitchen. Hello and welcome back to Charlie's Kitchen. We are starting off a new week uh, and this time, once again, we are looking back at my archives. I am, of course, Lindsay Nelson, your host. Um, and my husband's pointed out to me several times that uh, I have never actually introduced um, or talked about why I call this Charlie's Kitchen. Because um, my name is not Charlie. His name is not Charlie. Um, in fact, Charlie is the name of our cat. Uh, she is um, uh, 12 years old, I think, and um, we uh, got her from uh, the local animal shelter here when she was nine years old. So she's been with us for most of the time while we've been in this house, and um, she's just the best. <laughs> she's a little um, a cute little orange thing, and uh, she loves... Um, she acts like a dog in some respects. Uh, like she loves belly scratches. Um, she, uh, eats food up off of the floor, just like, um, <laughs> just like dogs. And, uh, she begs at the table. Um, she's just awesome. So anyway, so I, I named this, uh, uh, podcast Charlie's kitchen after, after her. And, um, uh, that's, that's about it. <laughs> so there, uh, there is, um, the, <laughs> the real introduction to why this is called Charlie's Kitchen. Um, and I, eventually I think someday I'll make a, there, there's a way to make like a little trailer episode or, you know, like a little 30 second or two a minute clip that, that goes along with a podcast that kind of talks about what it's about and whatnot. So I, I should put this information in there, but uh, uh, in case I don't get to that, um, here is the the that info. So Charlie's Kitchen, uh, named such for my cat. My name is Lindsay. <laughs> so uh, this week, like I said, we are we are still looking through uh, and cooking recipes from my archives. These are. Um, recipes that I have collected and uh, cooked over the years. And uh, for the most part, I've, I've made most of these multiple times. I've come across a couple that um, that I had saved that I'm not sure I've ever actually made. So we'll, we'll get to that. Um, we'll get to those <laughs> when we get there. Today, however, this one uh, recipe recipes, I guess, this is uh, two different recipes. Um, I have made these uh, both multiple times. Um, and they, they do fall on my list of favorites. <laughs> so this, um, uh, the, the two recipes that we are uh, going to be looking at today are, uh, Korean barbecue beef, um, bulgogi. And then the second one is, uh, I believe it's japche or japchai, che, C-H-A-E, <laughs> whatever that sounds like. Um, but it's, uh, uh, sweet Korean glass noodles. So, um, now, uh, again, I'm not sure how, <laughs> how, uh, traditional these are in their flavors and making. Um, my, my brother-in-law actually, he, uh, he and his wife live in, um, 
in South Korea. And uh, I, I believe Adams uh, showed them this recipe or asked them about it sometime, some time ago. Um, I can't remember what they said. <laughs> All I know is that this, this tastes good. And, um, uh, I don't necessarily care if it's authentic because it is tasty. <laughs> so, um, Korean barbecue beef. All right. So, um, uh, this uh, recipe originally comes from allrecipes.com. Um, and the, the whole title, if you are searching for it, is Korean Barbecue Beef Polkogi. That's P-U-L-K-O-G-I. Um, and I think that's just uh, a different spelling of, I think usually when you see it Americanized, um, it's bulgogi instead of polkogi. But I think this, those differences are just in the in the way that it's been, uh, I don't know, translated out. <laughs> um, so uh, what this calls for is a pound of beef top sirloin, thinly sliced. Um, and then you, you marinate that um, for, it says, I think, just two, two to three hours. Um, usually I'll get that part done in the morning so it has a few more hours to marinate. Um, and in the marinade goes garlic, um, a minced half of a pear. Uh, and I don't know what type of pear you should use. Um, uh, I used a Bartlett pear this time. Um, but I think any type of pear will do. <laughs> um, and I don't know, I, I don't know that I've ever actually eaten an Asian pear. I see them at the store and they, they come in like this little, uh, uh, mesh pocket to keep them safe, I suppose. Um, I did buy one once, but I didn't know when it was ready. And I, I bought it in college. Um, so I was a little bit less attentive to my groceries back then. Um, and so this Asian pear sat and sat and sat and sat. And then, uh, <laughs> one day, um, maybe when I, went to use it. I'm not sure. Um, all I remember is that it, it, uh, exploded. <laughs> so I don't remember if that was because it was, uh, dropped or, uh, squeezed slightly. Um, I just know that boom, it, it, it exploded. It was way overripe because I'd left it for way too long. Um, yeah, so I've never actually eaten an Asian pear and I don't know how they taste, uh, <laughs> compared to, uh, regular pears or whatnot, but so yeah, I use basically whatever type of pear I can find that is ripe uh, <laughs> or will be ripe by the time I need it. Um, but yeah, I have not, have not actually tried an Asian pear. Okay, so in addition to that, um, green onions, soy sauce, sugar, sesame oil, rice wine, uh, sesame seeds, uh, minced ginger, and then uh, black pepper. So that's all. Um, that's all that's in the marinade. And that's actually all the ingredients that are in uh, the recipe. So once you get that, that stuff prepared and you have your meat marinating, that's all the prep work you're going to have to do, um, which is nice. <laughs> and I'd, I'd put this recipe off for a while because I, I kept forgetting to prepare the marinade in the morning or, you know, a couple hours <laughs> before I'd need to make it. So uh, this one got pushed off and pushed off and pushed off. This is actually a recipe that I had planned for the previous week um, that I didn't get end up getting to until uh, the Sunday. So <laughs> that's... Uh, that shows how great my planning is. Um, 
but yeah, so so you have that marinade and you let it sit for um, at least two to three hours. I, I like doing a little more. I don't know if it makes it more tender or not. It's just, you know, something about it, letting it marinate a little bit longer feels kind of uh, uh, not risky, but um, like living on the edge, I guess. <laughs> Okay, so then once you have that um, and you're all ready to start cooking, um, the the uh, whatever the the part of the recipe that got pulled into um, the app that I use, um, which is uh, I forgot what the new name is, Cookmate, um, formerly known as My Cookbook. Um, So I only have two steps here. The first step is to uh, prepare the marinade and, and marinate the beef. And then the second is for cooking. And it talks, uh, its method is to um, cook the beef under the broiler. So that's what I've done for the previous, all of the previous times that I've made this recipe. But I was looking in the, the summary that I have here. Um, it says it can, um, that it can also be cooked on the grill in a skillet Um on the grill or in, in a skillet. So I went ahead and I, I pulled out my wok. <laughs> I got a wok some time ago. I think, uh, I think that was when we were up living in Lakewood. Um, we, we lived a lot closer to an Asian market up there. Um, so we were able to go there slightly more frequently than, than I do to the one, uh, that's closest to us now. Um, but one day, uh, we just, Adam and I went and we were perusing around and, uh, we got caught up in their, um, uh, cookware section. So we bought a whole bunch of like, um, we bought little, uh, like soy sauce dishes, um, some, some of those, uh, I don't, I don't even know what they're for, probably for like ginger and wasabi for, um, sushi. So like a little two-sided, um, contain, uh, not containers, but, uh, dishes. Um, we bought some, um, like ramen bowls, uh, some, uh, Asian soup spoons, um, all, all kinds of things. And then we also bought a wok. Um, I haven't used it very much because it's large and it's uh, intimidating to, to, uh, to clean, I guess, <laughs> um, which is funny because it's actually, it's really easy to clean. It's nonstick and, um, it cleans really easily. It's just, I think it's size <laughs> that, uh, compared with the, the mess that, um, that's left in it afterwards, it makes it kind of daunting, but it, in all actuality, it is, it's very easy to clean. So I, I should use it more <laughs> sometimes. I suppose I also just forget that it's down there cause it's not with my normal pans, um, because it's so large. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, I pulled out my wok and, uh, that's what I used to cook it this time. Um, and you want to, uh, cook it on a pretty high heat. I was usually, I shy away from, um, you know, high heat or, or medium high just because it tends to cook things too fast and you get lots of burning that happens, or at least I do. Um, but this time I, I went for it cause I know that with, um, searing, uh, steak and beef, especially it's good to have it on, on a higher heat so that you get that nice sear, um, and you don't spend too much time cooking, <laughs> overcooking the meat. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember exactly. I kept it somewhere between medium high and high and, um, yeah, just stir fried it and let it cook till there, there was some nice, um, uh, 
caramelized browning bits on it and and whatnot. And it doesn't take too long. Um, I think it probably took around six minutes or so, um, but probably six to ten. I, I can't recall. But, uh, I mean, pretty quick once you get it on there and all cooked up. Then as soon as, um, as soon as it's all done and there's no pink left, uh, you just pull it off the heat and there you go. There's your, there's the meat part of your dish. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the first, first recipe right there. It's, um, it's a lot easier, (laughs) um, to pull together, uh, and, and especially if you do, I mean, because you have to do all your prep work before dinner time. When it actually comes to um, when you're cooking dinner, it comes together really fast. Uh, one thing that I did um, put off and uh, that I just don't like doing anyway is slicing the the steak because it's you know it says slice it really thin. Um, uh, if I had the option, um, I probably would have got pre-sliced um, from. Uh, from the meat department at the grocery store, um, but I just can't can't get that over ClickList, so uh, so I had to do it myself. <laughs> um, I just don't like that part because it it seems to take a while, and then the pieces are uneven and blah blah blah. And I know they say if you partially freeze it, um, that it makes it a lot easier. Um, so what what I actually had actually done is I <laughs> I put it in the freezer and I intended to cook it either that night or the yeah, it must have been that night, but I forgot. And then I ended up with my frozen solid steak, which was is a lot harder to cook or to cut than uh, than a refrigerated one. So then I had to rethaw it, and it just it just didn't work out as planned. So if you are planning on partially freezing your meat before slicing, I'd say just set a timer or something so that you remember to take it out before it gets to a nice block. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to um, the second recipe. Um, this one, uh, I believe, it, uh, it calls for some, or it requires some improvisation because I, I believe I followed the recipe by the directions the first couple times that I made it, and it always came out. Like the the noodles just weren't quite cooked enough, so I just kind of make it up when it comes to the noodles. I don't don't actually know what the proper way to do it is. Um, so these glass noodles, um, if you've never heard of these or never had them before, um, these are actually um, sweet potato noodles. So it's uh, sweet potato vermicelli. Um, and it's uh, don't worry they don't they don't taste like sweet potato they're not super sweet in their taste it's just the starch from the sweet potato that they take out I believe um, and then that's what they use for making the uh, the noodles um, yeah, and so they're really neat um, I don't know if you're able to get them outside of the Asian market you may be I feel like I have before but it's not um, I don't think it's usually available at um at the Kroger. And if it is, it's much more expensive there than if you were you're able to find it at, at an Asian market. Because the bag that I got, um, it's like uh it's like eight packs of of like a four servings noodle bundle. <laughs> so so you get it was like 32 total servings. Um and it's uh, 
pretty cheap. It's, I mean, it's only a, a few bucks for, for that whole big thing. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, if you're in the market for them, I'd say uh, check out your Asian market. Um, they'll have them and they'll be much better priced than probably anywhere else you can get them. Um, so they, I think they say the way that you're supposed to cook it is to like soak them and then stir fry them. Um, but like soak them in hot water and then stir fry them. Um, but yeah, like I said, mine never quite turned out again. I don't know if that's due to the altitude here, if maybe it just needed a little bit extra time. I'm not sure. So what I, what I did this time is I, I just, uh, I put some boiling water into, um, uh, like a nine by 13 dish and soaked them in boiling water for, several minutes. Um, and then I transferred them to the, uh, uh, to a frying pan and finished cooking them in there with the other ingredients. So then after you've got your softened noodles, um, then what you add is soy sauce, brown sugar, um, and, uh, it says vegetable oil. I use sesame oil just cause I like the extra sesame flavor. Um, and then you finish it off with sesame seeds. So yeah, you, you cook them a few minutes um, once you add the soy sauce and the brown sugar. Um, and um, let's see, I guess this says one package um, and then in parentheses eight serving size. Um, I don't know. So I only used a four serving size one. So maybe <laughs> maybe I had double the amount of soy sauce and brown sugar than, was, uh, than it was supposed to have, but... <laughs> It, it turned out good. So <laughs> say if you're lacking flavor, just go ahead and double the uh, soy sauce and brown sugar because it's uh, it <laughs> just just adds a little bit of flavor and, and yummy. Um, so yeah, that's all there is to it. This is another really quick recipe. Um, mine took a little bit longer this time, I think, because I, I added extra water on accident um, when I added the, uh, the noodles to the frying pan. So it, it took... Um, it took a little bit longer to boil most of that excess off, but all in all, um, this should only take you, uh, 15, 20 minutes, um, to bring together. So, uh, that's a tasty one. Um, and then you pair it with your bulgogi and, um, as far as vegetables for the, for this meal, I guess, cause this is, I usually pair these two together, the bulgogi with the glass noodles. Um, for vegetables, I usually like to, um, get my mandolin slicer out and, um, slice up, uh, a cucumber and a couple carrots. And, um, you can just keep them plain raw like that. Um, or, uh, I've also done in the past, um, a quick pickle. <laughs> which is something I learned from, um, home chef and, and, uh, hello fresh is basically <laughs> you just put, you know, put your, uh, put those raw, raw, raw vegetables, mix them with a little bit of, uh, either like lime juice and a little bit of salt and sugar, or you can do rice wine vinegar. Um, or even what else have we done? Yeah, I think those, those are the two main ones. Or you can do apple cider vinegar, um, just a, a little bit of something to pickle them up, and then just serve that on top of the uh, noodles and bulgogi. And then um, I always like to top it with uh, sriracha and sriracha mayo um, in a fancy little drizzle, so it looks like the fancy bowls that you get from um, from 
uh, Korean restaurants or, or takeout. Um, and then um, I also get from the uh, Asian supermarket, uh, I have a big thing of sesame seeds and then a big thing of black sesame seeds too. So then I like to sprinkle both those on top. It makes it look really fancy, but still be super easy. <laughs> all right. So that's um, uh, that's all that there is for dinner. That's uh, um, our, our Korean, um, Korean uh, dish tribute. <laughs> um, no guarantees on authenticity, but, um, I will say that we find them very tasty. So if you, uh, if you're willing to give them a try, I'd say go for it. Um, this is uh, good and tasty stuff. Oh, and I forgot to mention the, uh, the glass noodles, the recipe that I have for those, um, is also from allrecipes.com. Um, and its title is Yummy Korean Glass Noodles Japche. Again, that's C H A E, um, on, on allrecipes.com. Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me this week as we continue on through my archives. Yeah, it's uh, it's been good talking to you, and I hope to be back with you again really soon. Bye-bye. Bye.